When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back. He is Mo Moten. I am Scott Branson. This is Silver and Black Today. We are an Odyssey original. Yes, an Odyssey original podcast. We talk nothing but Raiders football and sometimes ice cream, cheesecake, pizza, avocado smoothies. Uh, it depends. But anyway, we will get into that. It is football season, though. We got so much football to talk about. We got so much Raiders football to talk about. We don't have time for that stuff today um make sure you also follow us on twitter we love to interact with you guys you can follow mo at mo moton m-o-e he's got an e at the end not m-o-m-o-t-o-n m-o-e-m-o-t-o-n i am at lv gully and the show is at snb today so make sure you do that also reminder tomorrow on friday our our infamous uh mailbag show where we got some great messages mo we have our first email we've had an international email every show every show tomorrow we have one from scotland so okay it's awesome so we're getting them from all all over the world and um i do see download data and we are we're big in the uk we're big in sweden and then for some reason we're 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 big in Botswana. I have no no, I'm just kidding. It's not Botswana. It's Australia actually. So um we, we have shout we have international yeah, shout out to Rossi. Rossi. Mm-hmm. Rossi and our good buddy Hayden Nadolny, who's got a new baby down there. So uh we love our international fans as well. So that'll be fun tomorrow. The mailbag show, make sure you get it here wherever you listen to the podcast. You can also watch it up on YouTube if you like. Okay, Mo, I want to jump into one of your columns. We usually do this on the show because you're so prolific and don't sleep and all you do is write. <laughs> and so um, when we when we look at this, uh, this piece that you wrote up on Knot, this one's up on Sportsnot, um, concerning Trayvon Mullen's trait, right? So Trayvon Mullen goes to the Cardinals uh, for a conditional seventh-round pick, and our guy Nate Hobbs who we we are big fanboys of as far as as much as we can be covering the team objectively, uh, but we like the kid. Um, and you wrote a piece on how this could lead to him rising to stardom because in different defensive sets, he could move inside sometimes where he's been. He can also now move outside, and I believe he has the talent to do that effectively. Talk about the column and your premise here on why you think the Mullen move now makes Hobbs ready to jump on the stage and be the rock star that we think he can be. Now, first I want to say, this is not a report. I'm not reporting this as I hearing this from coaches, but this is my theory behind the Trayvon Mullen trade. Now I know Josh McDaniels mentioned that Sam Webb basically earned his spot 
which made Trayvon Mullen expendable. But I also believe that Nate Hobbs may have showed the coaching staff that he has star potential. And by what I mean by that is that he's able to play inside and outside. So when you're in the base formation, we have two cornerbacks on the perimeter. Nate Hobbs can line up outside against a top wide receiver. When you have three cornerbacks on the field in nickel, he can move back inside where he played last year and played so well in the slot. Now, the reason I believe he can do that is not just because he took snaps there in the preseason and last season on the outside, but remember, iron sharpens iron. And what did he do a lot of over the summer? Lined up against Devontae Adams. Yep. You're lining up against arguably the best wide receiver in the game. And I think Devontae Adams even said, he tweeted this, that Nate Hobbs is one of the best young DBs he's ever been around. And if he's telling the truth, that means that guy can line up on the outside and match up against some of the top receivers in the league. And he could play inside against a variety of wide receivers, the speed guys, the chain movers like Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, guys like that. So I think with Nate Hobbs, you're, what you're looking at is a possibility where he can play 90% of the snaps. Again, outside and base, inside and nickel. And I think it could work out for him where he becomes pretty much a star player. Now, if you're familiar with the Colts and Kenny Moore, Kenny Moore does the same thing. He's a Pro Bowl mm -hmm. cornerback. Also, lines up inside and nickel, outside and base. And I think with Nate Hobbs, what you're seeing is leftover from the Gruden Mayock regime, a possible gem and a cornerstone for your secondary. Yeah, and I want to I want to get to if you look on if you're watching us on YouTube, um, uh, I'm showing it now on the screen, but we'll tell you our listeners listening on the podcast. You have the PFF grade here too that you put in your story um, last year. Uh, the PFF grade for Nate Hobbs, and I know some people don't like PFF, but in this case, uh, you will. Uh, Seventy six point <laughs> seven seven rating. That's good for eleventh in the NFL. Mo. He, he gave up 8.5 yards per reception, the fourth lowest in the league. Right. And that was on 562 snaps. It's not like right. he was out there just a few games and played a couple snaps. He had significant snaps and did that well. Right. And that's why I'm glad you point out the PFF grade because I put that up there because that was PFF's subjective perspective of Hobbs. I usually don't use PFF grades because it's just someone's opinion based on what they saw. I was focusing on, as you pointed out, the yards per reception, 8.5, fourth lowest among all cornerbacks, not just slot guys, all cornerbacks. So what that means is when you have Nate Hobbs on the field, he's not going to give up the big plays. And I want to go back to his collegiate career. For people who are concerned about Nate Hobbs moving outside because they say, well, he played well inside. Why would you move him now? At Illinois, he lined up on the outside under Lovey Smith, who's a – NFL head coach. So he has the NFL, he has the NFL background playing under an NFL head coach. So he has so he has the training so to speak, the reps in a pro style defense, knowing what it takes to be on the outside. I don't think it'll be a problem for him to move back outside on the NFL level if he's ready, especially when he's lined up against Devontae Adams over the summer. So I think that again, iron sharpens iron, and that's going to only help Nate Hobbs prepare for the for the regular season. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I, I just the kid has everything that he needs, I think, to be successful. And, and clearly what we've heard from the coaching staff and from other players is that his work ethic is second to none. So you, you have all those intangibles, too, that make you a player that wants to improve their craft, 
and to me, that is what you want to see. And he may end up along with Crosby, Renfro, and I think Morig too. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Those four guys might end up being the four guys uh, that when you talk about the Gruden era, who are the four hallmark people who came out of that? And I think those these guys might be them. Um, but but that that whole defense, uh, Mo, and you look at what's happening there with the Raiders and what they're going to do. What other type of moves do you see there? Uh, and and what else should we be watching for with this Raiders team over the next few days as we get wound up and head into the weekend towards NFL opening weekend next week? So I put out another column on sports not basically reacting to the initial 53-man roster. The Raiders didn't make any – they didn't claim anyone. That doesn't mean they didn't put in a claim because, remember, it goes by a certain order, so maybe a team claimed a player before it got to them. But they ultimately, they didn't add any veterans to the roster. They did fill up their practice squad with a bunch of guys that you saw in the preseason. So whatever positions that you don't feel comfortable with after the 50-man depth chart was set, it's probably going to be that for a, for a few days. I still think they're going to add at certain positions, and I'll start with the cornerback spot. They traded Trayvon Mullen. I know I just said Nate Hobbs could be a star on the outside and the inside, but I think they add another guy there, just another veteran just as a veteran insurance policy there, because if Nate Hobbs is on the inside of nickel, Anthony Averett is probably going to be on the outside opposite Rocky Sin. So then Sam Webb played well in the preseason, but he is an undrafted rookie. Amik Robinson, we talked about a lot on the show, didn't really impress us. So if you're depending on Amik Robinson to be your guy to back up in the slot and on the outside and an undrafted rookie there, I wouldn't be too comfortable with that. I would add another cornerback, just a guy with experience who can check in immediately, kind of like a a, a face on did with uh, last year with Gus Bradley. Knew the yeah. system. You could just plug him in, and he put, actually played decent on certain snaps. So I think they addressed that position. The other position I think they addressed is probably the linebacker spot. I would hate to see Luke Masterson or Darian Butler lose their position, mm-hmm. but I also think they may add another veteran there because – you have two undrafted rookies, unless you feel super confident in either, that depth behind Perryman, Brown, and Diablo, kind of thin. You have a veteran on hand because, remember, you can have veterans on a practice squad. I believe the Raiders have 14 players on a practice squad. I believe they have two spots left as we're recording this, so they may add another veteran linebacker who could step in and play just in case one of their top three guys goes down. And, Mo, you, you and I were texting uh, earlier today, and we were talking about Josh McDaniels, and and as you mentioned, um, talking about having eight offensive linemen, right? And and the fact that, oh, we have eight offensive linemen. He didn't say that they would all be on the active roster. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still, and I know fans are holding out hope and still believe that they're going to they're going to make a signing or a deal of some sort with another offensive lineman. I I just don't, even if they love Munford, even if they love Illuminor and what he's doing. You still, like, are you happy with everybody behind them? You have Brandon Parker on IR. He's gone for the year. So, to me, they're short. I don't know. I mean, look, coaches are going to posture with the media, but I just don't see them standing pat. I don't see how they can. Yeah, he said basically about the offensive lineman, not too concerned about it because he has guys on the practice squad. But are you trusting Olaseni and Meredith <laughs> to step in? If one of your stars goes down, if you need backup help, I don't think so. No. I, I think you go in. Maybe you don't get a Daryl Williams. I, I at this point I'm just gonna stop mentioning him because I don't it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. <laughs> so let's just drop the whole Darren Williams discussion because it's not yeah. gonna happen. But if they go out and get a still I say a Bobby Massey 
or or Marcus Cannon, who has some Patriot roots, or, or Nate Solder, who has Patriot roots, I would be fine with that because I think those two guys, while they're not prime time starters and pro bowlers anymore, they are good veteran insurance over guys like Meredith and Olaseni, who you can develop on a practice squad, but they're just not ready yet to play. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting. I want to, I I'm interested to see who they, who they, um, go after. I mean, they, they, they were so active and, and we saw the bombs dropped on cut down day. Uh, and, and we didn't see any other activation happening. We saw other teams pick, we saw the bears who picked up Leatherwood pick up what, six guys. Uh, and so it tells you that I think they're working on stuff, but they're also happy with what they have in certain areas but I do think offensive line, linebacker, and even at the defensive back position, um, they might not be done. So we'll have to see. Uh, but it'll be, it'll be, I think, a busy weekend for them. And then, of course, we'll have all next week to talk about that. So we're coming up here on the end of our show. Anything else for you, Mo? Anything you want to plug? Stories coming up? Uh, I- Labor Day plans? What are you doing? <laughs> I will say... Um- Kelly finally got a kicker in our fantasy league. Shout out to Kelly, by the way. Oh, he did get uh, a kicker. Yes, I missed that. It must, have been, it must have been like yesterday or today when I was preoccupied with work and unable to like pay attention to anything. The guy he did drop was pretty interesting. Mm. Um, uh, George Pickens, who had a spectacular preseason. I might have yeah. to scoop him up off the line. Uh-oh. But uh, other than that, shout, just shout out to the fans and the, and the listeners and I the just viewers who were... No, I'm just kidding. Scott, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Scott getting a head start. No, but uh, I just wanted to give it just a quick shout out to the listeners and the viewers because I, you know, I don't think I do that enough on here, but I do it every every day on Twitter. I'm always telling guys, you know, thanks a lot for reading, thanks a lot for reviewing the video and just supporting because Odyssey has really, really been great for us because mm-hmm. of the fans. And you talked about how we're so widespread, Raider Nation, we, as we talk about all the time all over the place and they're showing it by supporting our show in different countries all over the world. So shout out to everybody for doing that. And it's amazing because again, we, you've been, before you were a co-host on the show, you were a guest many, many times when we were on Raider Nation radio, when we were on CBS sports radio, when we were a radio show. And then as we were a podcast too, but um, you know, Odyssey has, was who gave me my break back then it was called intercom and they changed the name of the company Odyssey. Uh, and there was some news about them this week. Some, there was a rumor started they were going bankrupt, which they're not. But nonetheless, uh, they have always supported us. And what what they were doing with their 2400 sports studio, which is based there in New York, uh, but we are part of, has been phenomenal. It just blows my mind. That there's other, if you want to listen to other teams as the Raiders come up to play, we'll start having some of those guys as guests here too, our fellow Odyssey podcasting hosts, from other teams because they have created this network. They do all the major league baseball teams. They do all the NFL teams now, as well as having big stars, uh, guys like Kenny Maine and all these other people who are on the network as well. So it's been great. And we've just been growing. I mean, Mo and I, Mo's probably sick of my texts where I'm sending him data. <laughs> I'm sending him numbers all look where we hit today. Look where we hit today. This is incredible. So um, it, it's great, but we know, and this is what Mo's getting mm-hmm. at. We know the only reason that's happening is you. It's you. It's because you listen. It's because you interact with us. That's why we had somebody today, and I I should know, or on Wednesday, I think it was. That's why I'm forgetting, because it was yesterday. And so I will find your name, and I will shout you out next time. On Twitter, say, hey, you know what? This is why I like these guys, because they actually interact with us, because so many times you'll interact with people, and there's some great people out there who do it uh, as well. Sean Salisbury is another one, former NFL quarterback who hosts a show nationally. He talks to everybody. 
but you want to interact with your audience. And and today I was I got in some uh, some little spats with people who listen to us. Just I shouldn't say spats, disagreements. <laughs> disagreements. But they're always good. We'll go back and forth and I'll tell them they're wrong and they'll tell me I'm wrong and we're like, "Cool, okay, thanks for the discussion." Move on, right? So it's not about this hate. It's not this bah, 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 back and forth like little yappy dogs <laughs> walking in the upper west side of Manhattan with their with their puffed out lip ladies. Um, you know, the injection stuff. <laughs> So, so yeah. <laughs> that, that's not what it's about. But again, I know we're going on and on, but, but we just want to tell you how much we thank you. And, and especially since we moved on to the new platform and we're doing more video and you guys love that too. And the video channel is growing. We're not some big YouTuber movement. There's great people who do YouTube and that's what they do constantly. Um, and, and we're just doing it organically, right? Along with the podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, and Mo, thank you for bringing it up because because we're we're lucky with these people who who watch and listen to us. There's one more thing I like to add too. I one thing I really do enjoy and like to see is when viewers and listeners actually post when or tweet at me when they're listening to us. So I think we got a picture on Wednesday of a guy saying, you know, I listen to you guys in the morning, and there's like yes. a picture of us on his Raider you know, Loke. screen. Yes, Raider Loke had us on his screen. So if you want, always. I always appreciate this. Send your pictures of, of you just listening to our show at Mo Moten. Uh, it's always good to just see the, the support there. And we really, really do appreciate it. Especially if they include cheesecake. <laughs> don't listen to him. Don't listen to Send him. Send Mo cheesecake. Every, and I don't care if you're walking at lunch. Cheesecake, picture, Mo, tweet. Cheesecake, picture, <laughs> Mo, tweet. Just do it. Just inundate him with cheesecake pictures. <laughs> I would prefer a smoothie pick. If you're listening to the show no, and smoothie, drinking a smoothie, you, yeah. you could send those picks to me at Mo Moten on Twitter. That's good. Yes, uh, that's awesome. But no, you're right. It, it is great. I mean, when people talk about that and, and, and us being part of their day, which is cool. I mean, it's mm -hmm. great. I always joke about, hey, are you listening to us in a commute? Because usually the show comes out at 6 a.m. Eastern. Um, last, uh, last show on a Tuesday, we released it immediately because of all the cuts. But, um, so I, I know a lot of people cause they tell me, yeah, I listen to, I listen to it on my way to work on the train, on the bus, on the, or in the car. So it's awesome. But yeah, send us your pictures, tweet them out. And most of all, listen, if your friends are Raider fans, uh, and you guys are all so close, it's a big, big family. Make sure you just tell them about it. We would appreciate them subscribing uh, wherever they listen to their podcast. It's it's huge for us. We want to welcome more people into the family. They usually use this term with politics, but I'll use it here, and that is we have a big tent. Our tent is huge, just like Raider Nation. Everybody's welcome. Doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, where you're from, and, and how much you know about football or don't know about football, just come in. Right. You're welcome here. And uh, we have pizza without pineapple. Whew. <laughs> well, and one thing I want to make a point about, we we don't talk down to people. No. And as you because you just mentioned this that different fans have different levels of understanding and knowledge of the game. Yeah. So some some fans may not know what the post route is. Some fans may not know the difference between a four three and a and a three four, four two five and a three three five. That's okay because we're not here to lecture you or talk down to you. We're here to have a discussion with you. And as you said, we have a big tent. And we're just one big family talking Raiders. That that's so true too, talking down. And you know, there there have been times in the past where um uh in a moment of weakness somebody like angered me and I and I said something that was not nice. Um I don't do that anymore. Uh, you know, I, I think that you're right. I think listen, it's all about conversation. We're all at different points. Mo knows more about X's and O football than I do. Clearly, because you watch the show, you know this. 
Um, but I'm learning from him, right? I learned from him. I learned from others from doing a show for five years. I've kind of, from where I started to where I'm at. So you're in the same position. And that's why we love the mailbag uh, segments too, which, which we'll have on tomorrow. Uh, we'll release that tomorrow as well as we do on Fridays. Because we get questions and we get, you know, this week we got some cool questions that we'll talk about uh, tomorrow. And, and they're totally just innocent type questions I would have never thought about because they just doesn't cross my mind. But that's what I love about the audience and uh, certainly a great point, Mo. So thank you for that one. All right. We're going to wrap up this show as we hit just about an hour on this one. We try to also keep it to that length so that you can listen on your commute because we also know you listen to other content and that's cool. Um, uh, as long as we're number one on your list, uh, yes. we're good. So yes, that's, that's all that matters. Um, but nonetheless, we, we do appreciate it and, and, and you guys listening and watching. So we will be back tomorrow with our mailbag show. Uh, Mo and I will be here and then we'll be off for the last weekend before the NFL season starts. And then we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, unless there's some big breaking news, we'll always try to throw down a show if something crazy happens or big happens. Uh, but nonetheless, that's the schedule coming up. So join us tomorrow on Friday. If you have any mail you want to send us, mail at silverandblacktoday.com. We'll take your questions. You can win a T-shirt, win a sticker, and uh, we appreciate the interaction. Mo, I will talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow, and we'll actually talk to the fans in directly yes. through the mail. <laughs> so that'll be fun. We will. The mailman is on the way, and we are ready for them, him, her, whoever it is. Uh, we will be ready for you guys all. Thank you again. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and make sure, please, Raider Nation, take care of one another and be good to one another. Life's too short, and we want you to stick around and be happy. All right, for Mo, I'm Scott. We'll talk to you tomorrow.